High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. I have a shame on you, George. Uh, you're, you're a texter. You're trying to force your own backwards political agenda, justifying the Confederate mindset on national airways. Uh, I presume you mean conservative. Practically saying that more women in politics is not needed. I didn't say that. I said I don't need Justin... Uh, I don't need uh, Justin Trudeau to lecture me uh, on what we do. That's my point, uh, that uh, I don't get the thing about longer medical waits and child abuse and causing more homelessness, whether we have more women in politics. You're calling me delusional. I must say, uh, I have no idea where you got the stuff from. And then and then paying GEA players, shame on me too. Well, all Right, thank you so much for sending me the text. I read it out as best I can. And uh, time now, of course, to go to Washington, D.C., where we're joined as ever by Michael Graham. Happy 4th of July, Michael. It's always a delight to celebrate this day with my fellow victims of British oppression, George. <laughs> I think it's great. Took you guys a little longer to do the right thing, but uh, uh, happy happy to have you on board. Yeah, well, the reason we uh, did it was we didn't have Benedict Arnold spying in our camp like you did. <laughs> well, he was one of the British. He was one of the bad guys. So don't, don't no, he was so one of your of guys, and well, he, he went turned, over he to a, the he British. He was a turncoat. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He was a turncoat. By the way, the uh, uh, Dixie was such a powerful song that the um, Battle Hymn of the Republic was written at the request of Lincoln, who said, we need a song that's powerful. In fact, Dixie was one of President Lincoln's favorite songs because it's such a, um, for whatever reason, it touches a chord, and it's a very powerful, uh, powerful tune. Yeah, absolutely. I'm playing my favorite American songs. I've got two yes. done so far, uh, which when are. When do you get two. to? When do you get to? How much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> when do you get to that? And that's one of your faves. Yeah. Now, just to be clear here for our listeners, uh, yes. you're uh, you're a Confederate. No, 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 no. I'm, South Carolina I, was in the I Confederacy. Grew up in South Carolina, but the, they were the. I mean, look, the, the right side won the Civil War, and we had to have a civil war because no nation could remain half slave and half free. And so the Western values of freedom and liberty. Uh, triumphed and we won. And for the nitwits who are texting you about, why aren't you talking about the horrible things that happened to indigenous peoples? You know, there's a great new book out right now called The Strange Death of Europe. And it makes a case that only Western culture has this notion of cultural guilt. The idea that the Westerners did something by spreading our superior values around the world, that we did something wrong, is insane. The world is a far better place because of Western values. And the places where the Western values are predominant are the best places on the planet to live. It's an idiotic, ahistoric, uh, ignorant idea. Unless you're on minimum wage in America, then cultural values go down the toilet. Well, only about 3% of wage earners in the United States earn the minimum wage, and about half of them are teenagers. So as, as usual, the people with the socialist liberal bent are always looking for a floor that they can put everyone on as opposed to those of us who share traditional liberal uh, conservative values who want to open the ceiling Nobody, and have people yeah. rise. But, but why I, I say, raised it with you is, and it's really interesting, that um, the people whose minimum wages are being increased 
are actually finishing up worse off because we we're doing this like Britain and Ireland is on the is on this hobby horse of raising a minimum wage. The in Amer- the University of Washington economists are actually finding that the beneficiaries don't actually do better. No, in fact, uh, the average minimum wage, or I should say, average fast food worker. Uh, lost about $125 a month in lost hours because his employers cut back because they have to pay the bills. They have to, <laughs> it has to cost less to sell you a hamburger. I mean, to make a hamburger than it, than they can get from selling it. And so they're, they're, the dollars went down and yet people still def- are defending the minimum wage. And they actually say, George, if the job doesn't pay enough for, uh, you, for you to live off of, then that shouldn't be a job. I don't even know what that means. I'm like, well, so, so you're saying that we should be a hamburger-free America on the 4th of July? Are you saying these jobs shouldn't be done? Look, there are a lot of people who don't have enough skills, particularly when they're younger, to, uh, to uh, create enough wealth to feed a family. That's why you have you know, uh, low-wage jobs so they can learn those skills. They can learn how to show yeah, for work. Yeah, but the problem blah, blah, blah. is, though, Michael, and and like I know it, you, you can't lecture me about America as some sort of foreign land that I've never been. I mean, <laughs> I've seen it. it, it they're right? not all teenagers working in uh, Burger King. And I, mean, I remember being right. Burger King in Houston and the, the lady cleaning the tables was on minimum mm-hmm. wage. She had three children. And the only mm-hmm. way she could babysit those children or else they were going to get murdered or become drug addicts was by bringing them <laughs> into Burger King for eight hours mm-hmm. a day where they sat at the table and that's how she babysat them. Well, you yeah, tell she... me how you are going to help those people because if America is supposed to be land of the free and the home of the brave. Well, obviously, we know that pretending that her job is worth $100,000 a year won't work because they just tried that with the minimum wage hikes in Seattle, and people like her lost $125 a month. So we we know the minimum wage doesn't do it. We already ha- – look, this woman has three children that she can't feed. So she made decisions that put herself in this position. The question is what are the rest of us going to do about the bad, poor, irrational, uneconomic decisions that other people make? And the answer is here in the United States, we have the safety net. We throw food stamps at this woman. We give her free health care through Medicaid. But destroying the economy because people make decisions, you know, make bad decisions is not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to pay people what they're worth and let them learn skills that are worth the amount of of money they need. Make you know that if you're a black single parent in Houston, Texas, you haven't got a chance. In fact, if you're a black single parent in America, you haven't got a chance. Of course, obviously that's idiotic because we have people in that station who are paying their bills and raising their kids all the time. And we have people who are, uh, you know, powerful political leaders who grew up in those households all the time. So that's obvious nonsense. But you're absolutely right that being a, being a child in a one head how you know in a single headed household involves as a group a lot of economic disadvantages raising the minimum wage pretending that uh, you know sweeping the floors at a uh, uh, fast food joint is worth $50,000 a year doesn't fix it it only makes it worse okay. so do you want to fix it with a growing economy and real opportunities or do you want to pretend to fix it by raising the wages so high these people lose their jobs and you pat yourself on the back while you walk off to your real job that's the typical lefty way to do it all right now the Governor of New Jersey, Michael, Mm -hmm. 
Chris mm-hmm. Christie. Apparently, he's the most unpopular governor in America. Is that right? Yes, he is. The most popular governor is a is a Republican. It's Massachusetts's Charlie Baker, and the least popular Repo- governor is a Republican, Chris Christie of New Jersey. And what's he do now? So they had a budget fight, and as a result, they you know the typical thing people in government do. We want to spend more of your money. You won't let us. So we'll shut down things that you like, like the beaches before a holiday weekend. They shut the the beaches down for the 4th of July. State-run beaches, and it's only a small percentage, but still, state-run beaches were shut down in this budget battle because that's how big government spenders do it. It's like the same thing here when they had the government shut down and they shut down the national parks and told veterans – in Washington, D.C., you couldn't visit the World War II Memorial, where the veterans told you them, screw you, and they moved the gates and they visited it anyway. But this is, this is typical. Uh, it, rather than you know making tough spending cuts, spending money more sensibly, telling special interests to go jump, they shut down the beach. Well, Chris Christie, part of his job, the governor has a home, you know, a beach house that comes with the job, and it's on one of these beaches. So being the fly, smooth, suave political... <laughs> Maneuver that he is. Chris Christie hauls 400 pound buttocks and his family out on the beach on the beach that's closed down. And so while people are literally being turned away from the beaches, they see a picture on their front page of Chris Christie and the, you know, the beached whale there sunning himself on the beach that they're denied access to. Now, uh, the, Chris- the thing about this, of course, is it's really interesting um, because the reporter who took the picture, picture got a helicopter and he thought, I'll take a picture of an empty beach uh, and exactly. it'll, it'll look really good. And then he's <laughs> bombing along in the helicopter and he suddenly sees big fat grass and his family sitting out on a closed beach. Now, um, that would be a big deal over here, I would suggest, if we had state-run beaches. But Mm. is it like, does it make him any more unpopular? I mean, his popularity is so low, I don't know that it can go much lower, but it's definitely the kind of tin-eared politics that people were, you know, uh, really, really hate. It's something that a, a, a regular person can react to. And, and you know, so it's it's a dumb move. It really shows, I think, that Chris Christie stopped caring about okay. what people think, and he's gone off here. But, you know, who it reminds me of is uh, Nicholas II, the last czar of Russia. You know, the day he was sworn in, there were uh, people were supposed to get uh, free snacks and trinkets and things. And the idiots who set up the gates screwed it up, and there was this mad rush, and a, a more than a thousand people were trampled to death. And uh, Nicholas II said, "Well, we're having this big reception with the French tonight. I'm not going to go because of what happened." And all of the tenured people around him said, "No, no, go, go." And it's one of the things that helped spark the final Russian Revolution. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the Romanovs. Now, I'm I'm not terribly worried, and um, you know, if if um, Washington D.C. gets in. But I was uh, this morning slightly worried when whatever his name is up in North Korea, the loony in North Korea, he said he can hit Dublin with his intercontinental Mm -hmm. ballistic missiles. What's your man Trump going to do about this? Hey, why should my man Trump do anything about this, right? He's an idiot. Everybody in Europe hates him. He's a moron. Why don't you smart Europeans handle this the same great way the smart Europeans handled ISIS, the same great way you handled al-Qaeda? Why don't you, why don't you smart Europeans who do such a great job of handling migration? Why don't you smart people handle this? Why don't we, why don't we dumb, redneck, knuckle-dragging Americans have our 4th of July, celebrate our crazy notions of freedom and, and, You're and individual touchy, responsibility? you your old age. Why don't you You're guys handle it? Here's, here's my point, is that this is the classic Euro-weenie position. America 
America's evil and awful and, you know, they destroyed the indigenous people and they're terrible and why don't they have a $50,000 year minimum wage? Oh my gosh, there's a problem. Quick, America, solve it. You have to solve it. It's just so, it's, it's what Americans remind ourselves every 4th of July. Everybody hates us and couldn't imagine a world without us. And so thank God those wonderful Europeans came over and started the greatest nation on the on planet earth 200 and what 61 years ago today 241 years ago today can i just drag you back for a minute to north korea sure were you worried at all i mean you're a married man nah. with children and all that sort of <laughs> stuff i'm not worried because uh the north korean technology is one level above wiley e. coyote and the no Red that's cartoons not true mick he can hit true. dublin he claims all kinds of stuff you know can he really do it can he count on it can he has he miniaturized a nuclear weapon that'll fit on top of one of these rockets i mean who knows all right. Okay. Uh, well, I must say, um, I, it's, I'd like to wish you all the very best for the 4th of July. This is this is probably our 14th 4th of July together on air. Yep. And I love having you. Uh, <laughs> and we've At seen, least I've mellowed out over the years. As you yes. can see, I've been swayed by the arguments of the yeah. European progressives. Hey, any chance that you could play some Ray Charles, America the Beautiful, on your show today? That's the greatest American song of all tough, time. Tough luck I'm picking oh, today. Although I have, pay, I am thinking of playing that song, but not by Ray Charles. Anyway, this is the one. Woody Guthrie did it first, but this is my favorite version. The Kingston Trio and This Land is Your Land. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California. To the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. 